This is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land and water. I'm Glenn Wheeler. episode 229 of Mi'kmaq Matters, and we bring it to you with a heavy heart. It's been a rough couple of weeks for all those who care about land and water here on the island portion of Newfoundland and Labrador. We had a multinational aquaculture company descend on Burgio with plans for a dramatic expansion of fish farms on the south coast. Also, the Valentine Lake gold mine got a thumbs up from federal environmental regulators. And, of course, there are the windmills. The leaders of Canada and Germany in Stephenville last week to announce an energy deal that would see the Port Port Peninsula peppered with 164 windmills of more than 600 feet in height. So, this week some reflections on what these projects have in common and where we go from here. Because we are at a pivotal point as Mi'kmaq people in the defense of our land and water. Events are happening right now that cannot be undone and our Indian Act leaders are missing in action. No, let me correct that. It's worse than that. Our Indian Act leaders, and let's name them, Mizell Joe and Brenda Mitchell, those are their names, are aiding and abetting the very forces that land and water defenders are trying to stop. What can we do as Mi'kmaq people? What our obligations are in this situation How do we find our power? That's what we're talking about this week here on Mi'kmaq Matters. Let's look at these issues together as a group. Fish farms, windmills, and gold mines. Because there are some sad common themes here. First of all, the common people, you and I, are always the last to know what's in the works. Take... Last week's episode, as you heard from Stephen Hiscock in Burgio, people there thought they were getting land-based aquaculture. That is, salmon raised in big tanks on land. Then, the provincial government showed up and people in Burgio learned for the first time that the plan had changed. It was going to be sea-based fish farms the very kind that caused so many problems on the Pacific coast, the south coast of Newfoundland, around the world. Let's look at windmills. By the time residents of the Port Port Peninsula were aware, there was a plan to put 164 wind turbines 
on their territory, Halibu had already provided a letter of support for the developer. Without any consultation, without any information whatsoever to Halibu members in Port-au-Port in the Bay St. George area. Under the category of catch them by surprise, no consultation, let's mention that the government of Newfoundland and Labrador opened all crown lands for wind energy development, all crown lands on the island. And as far as we know, this was done without any consultation with the two First Nations on the island, Halibu and Miaobigag whose land uh, these wind energy developments would be placed. Did Halibu and Miaobigig object to the lack of Indigenous consultation? No. Are we surprised? No. Mazel Joe, Amber, and Mitchell are in bed with the Liberals. In case of Mazel Joe, literally, he was recently an overnight guest at the home of Premier Angel Fury, as we saw on Facebook. Oh, that's nice. The Liberals recently appointed Brenda Mitchell to the Provincial Appointment Secretariat. He'll now have a say in who gets appointed to provincial boards, tribunals, and committees. No doubt that appointment will go down well with the Hello Chief's oversized ego, the feeling of importance he so craves. But it's a serious conflict of interest. If a First Nation is doing its job, it's in occasionally or frequently an adversarial relationship with the government of the day asserting Indigenous rights to land and water. That certainly should be the case with the provincial government in Newfoundland and Labrador. They recognize no Indigenous land rights on the island. But Mazel Joe and Brandon Mitchell won't speak up about that because there is no daylight between them and Premier Andrew Fury. A side note to the Brandon Mitchell appointment he didn't even tell Halibu band members, band councillors, about it. No disclosure of his conflict of interest. And the Halibu band council seems okay with that. If they weren't, they would have spoken up about it. And they have said nothing. So, our First Nation leaders tell us nothing and sell us out. The federal government, on the other hand, and the province, they always tell us, don't worry, there'll be an environmental assessment. All your concerns will be dealt with. Mother Earth will be protected. Okay, let's look at the environmental review process for the Valentine Lake Gold Mine, which was finalized last week with a final thumbs up from the Impact Assessment Agency of Canada. Not a huge surprise. We always thought it would come to this, but still disappointing. And it highlights the 
ludicrous nature of the process. The final word from the agency was that Valentine Lake Gold Mine is not likely to cause significant adverse environmental effects when all the evidence is to the contrary. There's every likelihood of significant effects on caribou, on salmon. The conditions on the project are weak. The mitigation measures are not stringent enough. And the contingency plans are, are, are very weak. And we're concerned about the unexpected events that might be called, caused by climate change, not dealt with in this report from the Impact Assessment Agency. Mi'kmaq Matters apply for and receive funding to participate in that environmental process in the EEA for Valentine Lake. But the scales were tipped against anyone who opposed the project. Tight timelines, lack of transparency. We at Mi'kmaq Matters ask for the caribou data collected by the Provincial Wildlife Division. Does government information paid for by we taxpayers? Information that had already been provided to Marathon Gold. But Mi'kmaq Matters was dicked around for weeks, asking, emailing, calling, signing confidentiality agreements. We only got the data at the last minute, and then I had to rush to review it and get our report together to submit. Will the environmental review process for the windmill project be any different from that? No, probably not. And on top of that, we have the independent MHA, Eddie Joyce, a former environment minister for the Liberals, musing in the media that the fix is in on the windmill project EA because they've separated port-to-port from the, from the Lewis Hills Bloomingdale Mountains portion. And the way he sees it is they, they get port-to-port approved and then the project has such momentum that there's no way to stop windmills on the Lewis Hills and Bloomingdale. It does not bode well. Cynical? Maybe. Accurate? Probably. It's a depressing picture, but there is a way forward, not through any help we'll get from Halibu and Miobigig. In fact, the leadership of those two bands make the challenge for land defenders even more difficult. Miobigig is a commercial partner in the port-to-port hydrogen power development. Think of that. The hydrogen plant and windmill project are in Stephenville, a Halibut community. Halibut Chief Brendan Mitchell walked back his letter of support for the project after public pressure from band members in the Port-to-Port area. But the chief of Miobigag rides in and enters a deal with the developer as Halibut watches. Strange. So... Expect no help there. The only hope going forward is to harness the power of us Mi'kmaq people. Mi'kmaq people power. We see some of that happening already 
with groups such as the Environmental Transparency Committee in Port-au-Port. There will be challenges. How do we connect the dots? First of all, on windmills, how do we tie together people who care about Lewis Hills and Bull Me Down with people who care about Port-au-Port? Can we all work together on the total windmill issue? And even more than that, can we connect all the environmental issues, the fish farms, the mining, the windmills? Because the concerns are the same, the land at issue, the provincial government, the faulty, unreliable, anti-people environmental review process. Different topics, the same issues. And as anyone who's worked in a coalition knows, it can be tough. It can be tough. And on the issue of windmills, of course, we're dealing with environmentalists who are probably torn because they are concerned, as we all are, about climate change. And they see hydrogen as a way to get off fossil fuels and deal with climate change. So they, they might find it tough uh, on, this, uh, on this windmills issue. We have to explain to them that we're dealing with cultural heritage, a very important land for Mi'kmaq people in Newfoundland, and we should not have to pay the price with our land. There must be a better way. And we might get some of that reluctance on even on mining. Copper, lithium, zinc being explored and mined in Newfoundland right now that goes into the electric vehicle. Also, uh, uh, one of the ways we're trying to get off fossil fuels. So it, uh, it might be tough for our environmental, environmentalist allies. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to work on that. There's another thing that's uh, it's somewhat difficult and sensitive to talk about, but we have to deal with it if we're going to go forward, and it's this. Some of the most effective activists on the Port-a-Port windmill project are people involved in, associated with, uh, a, a grouping who call themselves... NL United. And they, from what I understand, are more of a, a libertarian, anti-government um, orientation. And many of us are of a different persuasion, more of a, what we might call a left liberal bent. It's, we're going to have some talking to do. We don't all share the same values, um, and uh, on some things, and you know what they are, we could be uh, very diametrically opposed, but yet on this, we have to work together. So we're going to have to be honest with each other and agree to disagree on some things. each of us use rhetoric that the other can live with. Uh, so 
um, there's there's going to be work to do, and it's, some of it is going to be hard work. But do it, we must, because coalitions are the only way to success. Otherwise, it's divide and conquer, and we lose, and the land and the water lose. So, good luck to us. A lot is riding on us working these things out. Allison Baker is the producer of Big Mom Matters. Thank you for your financial support via patreon.com slash Matters. I'm Glenn Wheeler, MC Milk.